and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy, and today's guest is Josie Marin, founder of Josie Marin Cosmetics. In this episode, we talk to Josie about how her career in modeling sparked her interest in beauty entrepreneurship, what it was like building one of the first natural beauty brands over a decade ago, and the 2019 Josie Marin rebrand. Hope you enjoy the episode. So today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have founder and CEO Josie Marin of Josie Marin Cosmetics. Welcome, Josie. Well, thank you. So Josie, tell us, you started your namesake cosmetics line in 2007 after working as a model. What attracted you to the world of beauty? Um, so I was, my mother actually attracted me to the world of beauty just because she sees life as everything is beautiful from ugly to beautiful from raw to to very fancy to old to young just everything is beautiful and she finds even like in the cracks we have a philosophy actually it's called wabi-sabi it's a real philosophy in japan and it means like perfectly imperfect so i grew up seeing everything even if it wasn't supposed to be beautiful as beautiful Anyways, that's really how I got introduced to the world of beauty. I started modeling when I was 12 years old, um, and I did not have any idea what fashion was. I had no idea what makeup was. I just was lucky enough to, you know, be discovered. And so I started modeling, and actually, right around that time, I think even before I was actually officially a model, I saw this commercial on TV, and it was Christy Turlington walking down a street, and it was a Maybelline commercial, and Again, I was not into makeup. I was not. I had no idea who she was. I had no idea what fashion was in New York City. I just saw this beautiful, happy person walking down the street and turning around and being like, "Maybe it's Maybelline." And I was like, "Oh my god, I want. I I want to do that. That's me." For some weird reason. So then every night when I went to bed, since I was 12 years old, I crossed my fingers and prayed to be the Maybelline girl. And I had no idea what that meant. Actually, I just saw her and wanted to walk down a street in New York City and turn around and say, "Maybe it's Maybelline." So when I turned 18, I got the Maybelline contract. And I realized at that moment that I had a lot of power and I could get anything I dreamed of. So um, I became the face of Maybelline for 10 years. Um, And I come from San Francisco or the Bay Area, Palo Alto actually. So I would always ask people, because San Francisco Californians are much more into natural and healthy as we all know now. And my parents are actually really sustainably oriented. My mom comes from a huge family. She's number nine out of 13 kids. So it was like always looking to recycle and just not waste anything. So my mom comes from that and she's an artist, beautiful thing. She loves to just create. My dad is one of the first green builders in construction. So I just grew up always thinking about, you know, better recycling and upcycling and just how to make the world better. They're activists. They're really into changing the world. So um, I would always sit down in the makeup chair since I was 12 starting to model, but especially when I got into the Maybelline chair um, and asking makeup artists, is there anything natural and healthy that you could use? And they would always tell me it was impossible to make stuff that was good enough for a makeup artist and natural and healthy. So I was like, "Hmm," and I'm kind of a little rebel spirit here it's a problem sometimes but I'm always just asking questions and I would I really was perturbed by the answers that I was getting every day in the makeup chair and my skin wasn't happy I was breaking out all the time it was just like and I just knew that there was a lot of things that weren't good for my body being put on me every day 
So um, I so I launched the line in 2007. Three years before that, I decided I was going to start my line, and it would be the first high-end natural makeup line in the world. And um, I worked on it for three years. And on the journey of creating my line, I was still modeling. I was actually still modeling for Maybelline. They were very supportive, and it was very generous of them. But I was in the south of France, and I discovered argan oil and I, I the story is I met this beautiful French woman I was I literally walked into a party and there was this gorgeous woman I thought she was 40 and she was 70 years old and I asked her her secret because I was always looking for beauty secrets as I was traveling as a model and she said argan oil so I just went on a mission to find it and it turns out that argan oil is 100% pure 100% organic and empowers the women in Morocco that make it it's only women who make the argan oil so I was in heaven. I had I had really bad skin from all the what I think bad ingredients being put on me every day in the makeup chair, and I had really dry skin. <clears throat> so I was using really like heavy, thick moisturizers that weren't full of natural, clean things. And um, when I tried argan oil, which is just one pure ingredient, it literally changed my life. I I was like having, you know, when your skin's not happy, it's not a good day. So I was. I guess put on this mission to find the perfect moisturizer and it really changed my life my skin cleared up um, I never felt dry ever usually when I put on a moisturizer like rich moisturizers and I walk out of my house and five minutes later I was dry again so I just was like oh my god and I had designed 85 color SKUs in my line and I had no plans honestly to launch a skincare anything like I was just my thing was makeup that's good for you makeup that's good enough for a makeup artist that's that's natural um and so I put this bottle argan oil I'm looking at it right now I put it in the line I was like it worked for me I'm sure other people would like this I think um I was 29 by the way when I launched my line so I really hadn't and I never went to college I have no business skills just a big dream to change the world with natural things <laughs> so um I put it in my line. I didn't have any name on the bottle except for just it said Josie Marin and not Argan Oil anywhere. And I launched in Barney's because they were actually really supportive of kind of figuring out how to be more green and sustainable and healthy and high end. So it was the perfect place to launch the line. Since day one, it was 30% of our sales. Everybody was just super drawn to this random bottle of oil sitting on the shelf. And they didn't even need to know what it was or the name or anything. It was just somehow it was like the perfect time to launch what I call the Rev Oil Lucian. Um, so Argon Oil just took off and it became my thing. Luckily, I had infused Argon Oil into all the color products. So it was already an, an Argon makeup line. But the, the sort of pathway to oil and Argon and skincare was a happy accident. That was not your question exactly, but that's how I got into <laughs> the world of beauty, and that's my whole story. And good night. Bye. Um, <laughs> Josie, go back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you know, in terms of what we're seeing now, mm-hmm. people have kind of always said, you know, natural, green, organic, mm-hmm. good for you ingredients were exclusive from color cosmetics. Mm-hmm. You know, they were two very mutually dis- exclusive yep. ideas. Yep. How did you think that? you could change that because now we're still in the I mean while skincare is still more on the forefront of that mm-hmm. makeup is still kind of lagging but you've yeah, been doing it for 11 years yeah so it took a lot of hearing no every day I went to I had lots of different labs in California and 
you'd think in California the labs would be much more open, but no, it took three years to formulate a full makeup collection that was non-toxic. And the science chemists, especially back then, were like very kind of, there is no other way. You need parabens to protect your products. You know, it was like very intense. So I'd just sit with them all day and be like, please just take it out and then we'll just see if, if it could work. Can you just try that maybe? And then they would just reluctantly take it out. And somehow it ended up working out. They found alternative preservatives. They found alternative ingredients. Argon oil was happened to be a perfect marriage to a lot of different color minerals. Um, and it we figured it out after three years of like pushing and pushing and pushing. So I think, and and then that was 10, 11 years ago. So the, the wear wasn't as good as I think we've, you know, evolved into 11 years later my formulas I would say are a lot longer lasting a lot better pigment payoff and all the things that you think you couldn't get with natural back then we can they've finally this the chemists are like okay maybe this is actually a growing movement we should probably figure out how to make natural color so I think it's honestly the customer pushing the line the brands to to do more and more natural which they really are the millennials and the gen x Sorry, everybody talks about it. It's like, really? Um, everybody's saying, you know, we only want good for us stuff. So I think the labs, and you'll see a lot more brands just coming out more and more with it. So, I mean, it's just up to us to push everybody to do it that way. <laughs> How do you think your background, obviously, as a consumer yeah. and a model, a Maybelline girl, mm -hmm. really informed that? Because you kind of were on the inside mm -hmm. seeing what these products did to you mm -hmm. every day. The customer doesn't necessarily know that necessarily yeah. firsthand um i mean my interest for good for you is is because i'm just committed to there's got to be a way to make really clean good for you anything i mean i think as millennials and gen x we kind of have seen people create better ways so you you got a little glimpse of it maybe from even Josie Marin Cosmetics, you know, like if she can do it, why can't everyone do it? And they, we're just getting smarter. There's so much information. There's so much knowledge around how we, you know, are affected by chemicals and every all the ingredients out there. So I just think people are, are they, they know that there are other better ways. And so you just, they're wanting to say, that's not good enough for me. I think it's really cool. I mean, people, customers have a voice now and saying, sorry, we're not going to buy that crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about what's happening like overall in the industry, like this, this movement towards clean and natural mm -hmm. and wellness? Like mm -hmm. you were very much ahead of all of that. So now we're in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel? What do you think is happening? I'm super excited for one um, that we are finally, you know, there and thinking about it. I used to, I'm a very competitive person. I used to play basketball, was a point guard and really into it. But anyways, I'm a competitive person, but I had to at the early on I was like I want as many brands as possible to go natural and green and clean. And when that starts to happen, I'm not going to be like annoyed or, you know, mad about it. I'm going to be really excited that we started a new movement that everybody realizes there's a better way to make anything but especially the stuff that we're putting on our skin every single day so um I'm really happy about it I think people are just smarter it's just what it, I mean yeah I, I just really I think people are 
open to many different possibilities now because there's so much information that you can you can ask the question and and you should and they expect to just have an answer you know <laughs> on that note what do you think about you know a lot of people in beauty talk about greenwashing and mm-hmm. if something's really good for you yep. or if it's not you know that your products are so yep. what do you say to the brands or what do you say to the consumer who is trying to figure that out yeah it's complicated it's confusing a lot of the um, ingredients are constantly changing whether they're healthy or good for you or not so you just try to keep up i mean for a consumer i would my thing is less is more like i have i try to make my ingredient lists as simple and pure as possible so that you don't you just don't have to like try to go and figure out what are these 50 different ingredients here um and i honestly think the purer it is the better it works for you because your skin doesn't have to filter through so many things and try to figure out what they are it just like gets to work instantly your skin knows it reads it digests it and it gets to work faster and better and stronger for you so i really try to just that's how i'm dealing with it for the consumer there's lots of obviously information out there um ewg is really good to kind of rate different ingredients on toxic to non-toxic um but again even just for the mere fact that we're such we're all busy multitasking crazy ladies less is more you know what i mean even the amount of products you're using and the ingredients that you're using just try to simplify and just purify your life (laughs) Josie, how do you think, um, you know, there's been a lot of obviously celebrity or publicly facing names Mm -hmm. that have come out since your brand first launched, like Gwyneth Paltrow's Mm -hmm. Goop or Jessica Alba's Honest Mm -hmm. or Miranda Kerr's Cora. How do you think being a face or a celebrity helped you, you know, when starting out the business and continues to help you today? I mean, it definitely helped me. Maybelline used to put my name on every ad in the magazine. So for 10 years, they were definitely branding me as a beauty mogul in a way um so it definitely helped me and i'm very grateful for that i mean it just gives you a a, a, a speaker box what is that a sound box a platform a platform a voice so um i'm it's definitely helpful um you know i think being a model especially was an interesting journey just to prove that you have a purpose and a brain and a heart um so that was an interesting journey I mean people told me forever that it was they're like good luck I had I went big in my mind about you know I'm gonna have a company that's gonna change the world I'm gonna have I'm gonna change the beauty industry and just everyone kind of like was like good good try that that little model (laughs) that little beauty queen girl you know good luck but um so it was definitely a challenge to get people to actually respect and pay attention to my values and my dream and believe that I can actually create a pretty big business. Um, So it was helpful and interesting. (laughs) What about today? I mean, being in a business 11 years later, how does your customer, does your customer even remember or care that you were a model or is it just about (laughs) the product now? Yeah. I mean, that's been an interesting journey itself. You know, I don't think most people knew that, that know that I was a model 10, 20 years ago. Um, I guess it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> so it, what's really cool is that I'm I'm finally going through a, a major rebrand, which has been an interesting kind of realization for me. I think 
being so ingrained in 11 years of creating something you I kind of assumed that everybody knew who I was knew you know the brand and everything I was just on the shoot for the rebrand and the makeup artist was like it's so exciting you know because there's so many people who don't know you I was like oh my god (laughs) you're right you know, it hadn't clicked because I'm so into it and I've been, you know, working and hustling for 11 years just, and I'm on QVC where I'm speaking to millions of people every day. But there's a whole, you know, new people all the time. They have no idea. And it was just, it was actually really refreshing for me to to go back into that mindset and almost imagine launching for the first time again and not, you know, knowing anything and just having that pure vision of I'm going to, I'm going to like launch this new thing. It's going to be so great. I'm going to get it out to as many people as possible and they're going to love it. I think they're going to love it. You know, and just like kind of that fresh p- beginner's mind. And I'm really, I'm just totally like, that was just a month ago that I had that realization. So I'm still stupid. I feel like a child again at 29 and I'm like launching a new brand and it's all happening next year. So it's really exciting. And just to imagine having this new conversation with people and all the new bees. And I know a lot of people love to discover new products. So almost letting them kind of be the first to the new brand, you know, this new idea and letting them kind of spread the word themselves. So it's really fun for my, my 11 year old brain to start fresh again. <laughs> Josie, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what do you think um, is important in that rebrand? What yeah. can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, so, I started this line because I really, since the first thing I can remember when I was little was I wanted to change the world. And so I have been on this mission to like really figure it out. I invest in tons of amazing things that I'd barely talk about because I don't know how to, how to bring it out. And so finally I've been 11 years of learning, like how do I empower women? I mean, I invest mostly in empowering women around the world, but somehow in the actual messaging and marketing of the line it hasn't really been clear that that's actually the mission of the brand and um what I've learned is of course when you're coming to buy a lipstick or you know a new moisturizer sometimes you just want to like just have some fun and just get your moisturizer get your new color you don't want to talk about you know these heavy or big world changing things so The new brand is kind of just like straight up, really real. It's like real talk, simple, but raw and and not overwhelming. I've been on like the last few years before this rebrand, I was like, I'm going to really change the world. We're going to be a force for good. And really, that's going to be the main message. And then, you know, they'll all just get the stuff. But it was just so becoming so heavy. And so I think the point now is just the it's kind of like the tag is like women led. Um. It's not the tagline, but all just the, the, it's powered by um, love, um, truth in action, and earth first. Just like very simple me, just simp- like it's truly my essence and my dream, but just simply said and just connecting with women. The whole thing is about just connecting in a meaningful way with tons of women and being a platform for being raw, being rad, and being honest with each other because I think that's the... F- only way we're actually gonna improve ourselves and have a like real honest loving supportive conversation with each other so I'm just getting simplifying and getting real with people and just like trying to find places where I can connect with them 
How do you think that, you know, education and also that transparency that you're talking about continues to be so important now in beauty? I mean, I think (sighs) beauty is so confusing. It can be so fake and so manufactured and so manipulative, or it can be really honest and vulnerable and authentic. And I think we all know what feels better the real stuff, right? I mean, it takes a little bit more courage. And I think on a, actually finding your personal courage is really exciting and beautiful as well. So um, I forgot the question, but my I'm really like, yes, this is like, I haven't really got into the honest love part. <laughs> what was the question again? Just in terms of um, why authenticity and transparency yeah. education is super important now. Yeah, just because it is so convoluted. The beauty business can be either really honestly disempowering or it can be really empowering and I think we're just being bombarded by so many images all the time on Instagram and it's just getting I think depressing and I think people need to know that that actually being real and raw and authentic is actually the most beautiful and I just am excited to be a champion for that even though there's a lot of ugly days and bad days so we just uh we need to champion the real side of beauty i think more and more because i think if we don't it's like literally we're gonna have a a world of depressed people walking around not having any light or anywhere to just turn to because we're confused it's just confusing i think because we don't know what's real anymore because it's just this like feed of mostly really manufactured images, you know? How do you deal with that, you know, being a beauty brand, being a founder, being a face, yeah, but also, you know, having to play in that social media yeah. world where it is very manufactured yeah. and there are tons of influencers. Like, what's your approach to marketing in that way? Yeah. I am on a journey to figure it out. With the new rebrand, it's really just getting clear on what we want to be a platform for and what we want to talk about and support um and then just being as honest and real as possible in those in that conversation um i think i personally as well love to see beautiful things on instagram i mean it's i I can see what i'm attracted to so it's finding a balance of beauty which doesn't have to be fake or manufactured at all but i think it still has to be curated in a stylish branded cool way but that you can do that and and be honest and real and wholehearted. So I think it's just finding, you know, your style of beautiful, like beautifully designed and honest. Mm-hmm. Josie, you have some big launches in next in the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. One being Skin Dope, which mm-hmm. is um, CBD and cannabis derived. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that launch. So it's really exciting. You know, I I launched 11 years ago as the green, kind of the green brand, but now I feel like we're really going green. (laughs) Um, I come from Northern California, so I grew up using CBD. My mom has chronic fatigue syndrome, so she's been using CBD to help her body, you know, stress and anxiety and just different kinds of pain in her body for a very long time. So I grew up with um, cannabis as a as a medicine in my life. Um, so I've been, I was I just I've had these cannabis pants 
for a very long time, like stretch pants. I have them on my Instagram. I was walking around my farm yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, I knew when I bought these that th I was someday going to be able to talk about this. So I'm very excited. It's finally happening. So this is kind of a dream for me. I'm, it's my skin dope line is all oil based and you know me I'm oil lady um, and it's from Northern California it's sustainably grown it's 100% organic it's sun grown it's locally farmed and so I get to bring out all the the things that I really believe in and it's from my hometown pretty much so it, and it's really truly healing I think what's interesting about beauty and CBD is that the beauty world is kind of moving into more healing, wellness, holistic, lifestyle, beautiful kind of thing. So like beauty isn't just about how you look, it's about how you feel and what you do with your life. So I feel like CBD is a beautiful um, story and truth about how you can use nature to feel beautiful and look beautiful and hopefully give back in beautiful ways. So it's a really... Like Ar argan oil comes from Morocco. It's sustainably grown. It's fair trade. It's it was my truth too around being super clean, pure, natural, and good to empowering women. Um, and so CBD is kind of like my next foray into being able to honestly put out something that's so pure and so good for people and the planet again. So I'm really excited about that one because it really is like 100% good for you. <laughs> Josie, tell me a little bit about the cannabis space right yeah. now. I think there's a lot of confusion mm -hmm. um, with CBD and cannabis-derived ingredients. Yeah. Um, there really is no leader right now within the beauty space. Yeah. How do you think that you could help that? Yeah, I think I really want to be a leader in educating what it is and what it's not and its safety and its purity and different ways to make it. So I think just be, by being an honest and already kind of credible in the natural space, already credible in the beauty space, I can just help demystify some of the confusion and some of the hype. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, you know, um, worried people out there worried that they're going to somehow be doing something bad, feeling guilty, or even getting high, which has nothing to do with CBD. So um, it's non-THC, non-psychoactive. Um, so I'm just excited to be a clear voice for people that are confused and maybe curious, but feeling a little nervous to step into, you know, something that's had such bad stigma for so long. Totally. Thank you so much, Josie. It's great having you today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Capadona, the producer of this podcast. If you enjoy the Glossy Beauty Podcast and aren't a Glossy Plus subscriber yet, it's time to consider joining to get access to all of Glossy's content, member events, ticket discounts, Slack chats, and more. Head to glossy.co slash plus and use the code PRIYA25, P-R-I-Y-A 25, for 25% off an annual subscription. Don't forget to subscribe to the Glossy Beauty Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us any feedback you have.